Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horrorpocalypse Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the special Morning Zoo edition of Horror Apocalypse. This is Michael, and I'm here with my heterosexual life partner, Chris. Hey, Chris, how hey, you doing today? Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> I am hung like a donkey. As I said before, I've got full-blown AIDS. Uh, before the show, Chris and I had a wonderful discussion about how we do not like morning show type uh, or morning zoo type shows. And uh, just for shits and giggles, I wanted to catch him off guard. <laughs> that did a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So give you a little uh, little heads up about today's episode. This is another Patreon pick. This one is brought to us by Kane. Kane, thank you so much for... Uh, participating and giving us your hard-earned cash for us to watch a movie and talk about it we appreciate it very much so yeah yeah no 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 we do we do uh, i i enjoyed every second of the 122 minutes this movie was <laughs> uh 82 minutes 82 minutes 82 oh right 82 82 my yeah. bad 122 minutes would have been uh two hours and two minutes yeah what was he i swear there was something i saw that was 122 yeah, it must not have been this clearly not this <laughs> <clears throat> well, anyway, uh, guys, we're going to change up the, the format a little bit with this episode. I think we're going to do away with our news segment for a little while, um, only because we're we're recording ahead. We're, we're getting ahead, and until we're recording and launching, uh, say, a day or two later, if, if news would be old news. So we're just going to talk about some stuff that we learned today. It's not really newsworthy, but... Um, Chris, for example, did not know that the Banana Splits trailer dropped today. I had no idea. I just read yesterday that there was something coming out with the Banana Splits, so I had no idea that the trailer was even... I I didn't even know that they were making one already. Oh, yeah. I remember reading a while ago, and I think we actually mentioned it on the show once. I think you actually mentioned it on the show, that um, they were doing a Banana Splits, and it was horror-themed, and I... I wasn't too sure about it, and I got the trailer. It's actually up on our YouTube page, which we'll we'll discuss that in a little bit as well. But um, over there, it, it just looks like Five Nights at Freddy's meets Banana Splits. So I'm I'm not too excited about it, but I'll watch it just to see what they you know do to my childhood. Um, if that was in your childhood, then you were a lot older than what you say. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was born in. 75. Uh, yes, the Banana Splits were, I think, 1968 to 1970, but they were in syndication and reruns. I used to watch yeah, them on more, Saturday morning. Yeah, more than likely. I, I know I've never actually seen them that, you know, Saturday morning type. I, the only reason why I even knew what they were is because my brothers. So, but, yeah. but I'm aware. Excellent. Well, another uh, trailer that launched today is for a movie that I'm really excited for is Dr. Sleep. After almost 40 years, we're finally getting a sequel to The Shining. Um, Stephen King wrote this book a while ago. It's uh, Mike Flanagan, who you may know from uh, director of Hush, um, director of The Haunting of Hill House, Gerald's Game, some really good uh, stylish uh, horror movies. He's got the helm on... um, Dr. Sleep. So I'm really excited to, to see how this plays out. Plus, it stars Ewan McGregor. So let's see. Hey, Obi-Wan. Good for him. No, not Obi-Wan. Oh, stop it. 
I will not stop it, petitioning for him to reprise his role as Obi-Wan. Well, any uh, any information you wanted to bring up today? Any information I wanted to bring up? Um, I was reading on Bloody Disgusting, actually, and it, and it linked me to a, uh, uh, a YouTube, youtube thing. Um, Ghostbusters 3, uh, a little bit more information as to what the story is um, having to do with... It does appear to be somebody's either kid or grandkid, um disconnected somehow from from new york obviously and whichever so it they didn't really drop a whole lot more story details they said that something was going to be dropping at some kind of ghostbusters convention uh where they were going to get some more information from uh uh, reitman's kid uh, jason reitman but nothing that i've read so far has linked to anything saying what he was talking about yet so i have no idea I, i know i'm anxiously awaiting to see what's going to happen and uh nothing i've seen yet so i just keep on keep on searching um, hmm. and also in other Ghostbuster things, uh, I, I'm a member of Spirit Halloween's, uh, email club, um, cause that's where I do a oh, lot of my yeah. shopping around Halloween. Uh, did you get the same email I got? Yes, I did. Woof, woof. Okay. Yes. Um, so for $500, you can get yourself a life-size terror dog from the end of the first Ghostbusters. Uh, whether you want to call no it Zool Dana, or... Only Zool. <laughs> Whether you want to call it uh, Zool or not, that's entirely up to you. My only issue I have with it, and it's only because, like I've said before, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I don't like it when they take something that I think is perfectly fine and alter it. The head, there's something wrong with the head. Like, there's something wrong with the mouth. It doesn't look right. Is it, it just me? It looks me? a little smaller. <clears throat> is that what it is? I think the head is not the right size. I think the head needs to be a little bit bigger. But I like the look so far, though. I mean, if I'm going to put it on my front porch, I think it's not bad. Yeah, I know. And the, and the eyes light up, at least from what I can tell in the pictures, will look kind of cool. Um, I, I just I will hope definitely... it doesn't have that cheap dollar store speaker that roars. I hope it doesn't make a sound at all. It should not make any noise. Just let it be the way it is. Let it throw a couple batteries in it. Let the eyes light up. If you want to make the head turn or the mouth open, knock yourself out. But don't, don't, it doesn't need a roar at all. I don't, I don't think so anyway. Um, I will give Spirit Halloween a little bit of credit, though. I mean, everything they put out over the last few years is stuff I wish I had when I was a kid growing up when Ghostbusters were really in their, in their prime. Because uh, the toys that they gave us, I mean, the action figures were great, but movie toys, it was really nothing. There was, it was absolutely nothing. But in the last few years, Spirit alone, they put out a, a proton pack that, that is pretty damn comparable to something you could get for, to, to build yourself online, which isn't bad, with just a few modifications. Um, a Ghost Trap, which is pretty good. Uh, the PKE meter, the the ecto goggles. I mean, they're they were knocking them out, and they were doing a pretty good job. Everything looks pretty pretty damn authentic and works. My favorite Ghostbuster toy growing up was the gorilla. The gorilla, wrong Ghostbuster. Well, they were the real, the first Ghostbusters. They were the first Ghostbusters, but they weren't the quote unquote real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Techni- technically, they were the real Ghostbusters, but I mean, what's more fun, you know, Dan Aykroyd and and Bill Murray or a guy in an ape costume. So a guy in an ape costume. Wow, we really have a difference of opinion. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that that's been about the the, the biggest thing I've seen uh, of the last uh, last couple of days. What uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Well, I watched this, uh, the movie we're going to talk about today. But um, prior to that, uh, I just finished Flash. <laughs> Finally got around to finishing this season's Flash. I'm I'm currently watching the end of this season's Arrow. Then I'll get into this the end of Supergirl and uh, then Legends of of Tomorrow and then right into Lucifer to uh, catch the new season of that. Mm. That's uh, those are my plans. What uh, what about you? 
Uh, well, let's see. Of course, I watched Splinter. I did also watch... I went ahead and I watched uh, The Dead Don't Die, which, oh, speaking of Bill yeah. Murray... Yeah. Uh, huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Um, you know, going into that, did you think it was going to be a blockbuster? I went in expecting at least a comedy, and I didn't laugh oh, once. Really? You didn't even get that? So be on the lookout. There is a five-minute review coming out for that because they did just release the song on Google Play, so I can go ahead and use that in the, the intro. There's a song? But, uh, yeah, it was, there's a huge twist, which if you listen to our five-minute reviews when that comes out, which will, of course, definitely launch before this episode. So I'm just going to tell you right now, if you listen to it, you heard a bunch of spoilers. Yeah, I was just I was very upset. Uh, the only character I even kind of liked, they killed off... Uh, pretty quickly, and then my next favorite character, the one played by Tilda Swinton, my first favorite, believe it or not, I actually really like the one by Selena Gomez. She was really cool. She was down to earth. She seemed like a relatable character. They kill her off really quick. And, oh, spoiler <laughs> alerts! And then um, <laughs> Tilda Thanks Swinton, they've got a <laughs> they get a nice big twist on her, which I'll talk about in my five minute review. But I was not. I was not pleased with it. And uh, what else did I watch? That's, oh, I that's started watching surprising. Ma. Started watching Ma? Yeah. How, how was that? So far, not so good. I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. that, that one I had a feeling about. But, I mean, that, that woman who's playing Ma... Octavia I, Spencer. Yeah. Isn't, isn't she more known for, like, comedies and for um, uh, dramas? Yeah. So this yeah, is, she was this in... Uh, Hidden Figures, uh, yeah, Shape of Water. Right. Yep. Um, she was in a lot of stuff, and she's fantastic. I love her. She, oh, I believe she was the nurse in Halloween that Michael Myers killed in Rob Zombie's version. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, so she's she's done some stuff, and I, I really enjoy her. I think she is a great actress when she is given a good script, and this one's just so is just ridiculous. Is This is just a, a really bad story? Yeah, so there may be a five-minute review coming up on that one as well for me. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you're the one suffering through it, not me, because I debated on going to see it. So thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the, the nitty-gritty here, because uh, thanks to Chris, we're starting late, and i got to go to bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, As I mentioned earlier, today's pick is brought to us by Kane. He uh, went ahead and threw five, well, he threw some money at us at Patreon. And uh, don't forget, guys, head over to Patreon. We've got a whole new level of tiers out there. So you're going to get some more f uh, physical goodies. And you have a, a couple of chances to actually pick more than one movie for us, depending on what tier you pick. So anyway, Kane, uh, thank you. Kane also treated us to Splinter from 2008, directed by Toby Wilkins. Uh, stars Shay Wingham as Dennis the Convict. Jill Wagner as Polly. She is Seth's girlfriend. Uh, Paolo Costanzo, he is uh, Seth the Biologist, and Rachel Kerbs, uh, who is Lacey, Dennis's girlfriend and partner in crime. The movie runs 82 minutes, and basically the plot is a bunch of guys or a bunch of people are trapped in a gas station um, by a voracious splinter-like parasite that transforms all its still-living victims into deadly hosts. A young couple and an escaped convict must find a way to work together to survive this primal terror. You can watch this on Tubi, free with ads, Hulu, rentable on Prime, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. IMDb has it rated at a 6.1%. Rotten Tomatoes has a critic score of 74% and an audience score of 49%, and Metacritic 
pretty much in par with everybody else at a 58. Let's see. This this movie was fun. I enjoyed it. It, it starts off with a gas station attendant who actually I feel is my spirit animal uh, because he absolutely loves Cape Cod chips. He, the whole time we see him, he's eating Cape Cod chips. And an I love bikinis hat. It was, it was funny. I was watching this with Devil Bunny, and I said, I need that hat. And I think she's looking for it. So fingers crossed I get an I love bikinis hat. To, to be fair, when I first saw that, I thought it said I love boobies. And I just started giggling. <laughs> and it, and it, my girlfriend's the one who pointed it out. She goes, that says bikinis. And I went, uh, oh, well, I feel the same way. Not not so fun anymore. <laughs> not as fun, but I still feel the same way. Well, he's he's enjoying his little snack, enjoying the swampy weather. And while he's sitting on a folding chair in the gas station parking lot, collecting his free money for a hard day's work, he hears a sound behind him in the grass. Now, this is my only complaint. It seemed like only he hears it. I didn't hear anything. But uh, he turns around and he's, you know, shuffling around, making noises. Uh, Who's there? What's there? So we're a little confused as to what he's talking about. Uh, He then gets attacked. Right before you do that, uh, real quick, I said the same thing to to my girlfriend about not Mm -hmm. hearing it. She swears she heard it. Really? She's like, no, you could hear it. And I went, nope, I didn't hear a thing. And she goes, no, 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 you can hear it. Maybe something you can only hear when you have a vagina. You know, that could be it. Maybe if, if you wear the bikini, you can hear the sound. That could be, and I love bikinis. All right. <laughs> Hoo-ah! Depends, depends on They're how bad you some really can, want to hear that sound. Throw in some canned laughter and a little zing-zing sounds here. Go with that whole morning zoo thing right off the bat. <laughs> please, please do. Please. <laughs> we need a soundboard so badly. Like, I have so, one. So ba- no, no, I mean like a like to instantly make the sounds as we're going. Yeah, like, yeah, I have one. You can instantly make those sounds as we're going. Yes, I just got to run it through the mix board, but yeah. I've oh, got well, okay, you got to set that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, our our I love bikinis guy ends up getting attacked via shaky cam by some kind of weird spiky creature, and it's lots of screaming, blood, um, black spikes, and uh, well. A lot less bikinis. <laughs> Almost no bikinis, if you're actually thinking about it. Um, yeah. Aside from his love of bikinis, which we don't actually get to see. But from this point, um, you're absolutely right. We are getting a lot of blood. We are getting a lot of cut scenes of him getting attacked and stuff like that. Uh, they're mixing in the cut scenes of him getting attacked with our other our other uh, uh, characters' drive to uh, their, their campsite. So... Uh, this is going to be the introduction of Seth and Polly. Uh, as we're following them, they're driving to uh, to get to their campsite. Um, they drive off the road and uh, they find whichever little spot it is that they want to want to go to. Um, we are finding out that this is uh, the anniversary, and Seth has promised Polly that this is going to be an anniversary under the stars, so they can do it underneath the stars and look up. Uh, but apparently. Um, Seth is not very, uh, outdoors friendly. Um, so everything he's been doing to try to set up this, uh, uh, set up the tent and everything is not working very well and they end up breaking it. So Seth is able to convince her that, Hey, you know, huh, why don't we just go find a cheap motel and do the nasty? Uh, so she decides, okay, fine. Well, we have no choice at this point. So they are now <laughs> on their way to go find a, a cheap motel, whatever it is that they can find. Um, so uh where are we where are we so uh, i love the note down. for for that what part it? where it says uh 
abandon the plans of Moonlight Monkey Love for full fluorescent copulating while they both watch X-Files. Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to <laughs> wanted to skip that on purpose. I was like, that was yours. I'm not going to I'm not going to steal it. That was yours. Uh if it, if it's if it's too funny, I'm going to give it to you. Um <laughs> so uh on their way, uh uh we then meet also um Lacey and Dennis. Uh so we catch up to Lacey and Dennis uh with them either breaking down on the side of the road or having to ditch the vehicle. Not 100% sure as to why they are in fact ditching the vehicle. But clearly something has happened. Uh, they're on the run. Uh, we meet uh, uh, Lacey getting out of the car complaining and uh, Dennis being pretty much a prick uh, from, from the get-go. But it's okay because he's pretty much saying how much how beautiful Lacey is. So as long as he's complimenting her, he can be as much of a, a, much of a prick as he wants. Um, so there they go, working on down the road. Um, you did point out one thing. Uh, and I'm going to bring this up. Uh, he did see so- say something about you can see Mexico or something, something of that nature. They're nowhere near Mexico, nowhere near it. Uh, so that no, was not at all. That was that was a kind of a weird spot for that. Uh, but we find out why he's saying that a little later. But it's still it was a weird spot for him to say that. So they ditch their truck and off on the off on the road they go. Uh, As a matter so of we, fact, uh, yes. Um, one of my trivia questions is it's going to ask where they actually film the movie, what state. And speaking of which, <laughs> this is something we actually <laughs> forgot to mention. Guys, stay uh, stay tuned after the show. Uh, head over to Patreon, contribute $1 a month, and you get a bunch of exclusive Patreon stuff, including a special trivia game Chris and I put together for each other uh, all about this particular movie. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're automatic, automatically going to get it. If you're not a Patreon subscriber yet, head on over, contribute that dollar, and uh, have a lot of fun with us. And then after that, you can contribute a little bit more and have even more fun with us. <laughs> somehow that Howard Stern movie is now in my head and and I just want to tell somebody that you know sit on your speaker that movie was great uh, <laughs> so so now uh, like I said so now we're following uh, uh, back to back to Polly and Seth uh, who are driving back down the road Lacey pops out of the road uh, at, uh, as Polly and Seth are, are, are passing her. And of course they stop because some woman just popped out of the road who looks like she needs help. So while they're discussing uh, whether or not they should help this woman, Dennis comes around knocking on the, on the window with a gun. So now that they say, oh crap, you know, we've been set up. Uh, so now they're being carjacked. Um, uh, so this is where we're going to find out a little bit more about Seth as well, um, because not only can Seth not set up a tent, uh, he also cannot drive stick. So uh, this is now forcing uh, his girlfriend um, to drive the vehicle uh, with the. It's uh, not his fault. He has a disease, CDS. Yes, yes, he does have a. (laughs) That that was actually kind of funny. Uh, He does have a, a disease, CDS. Uh, and for everyone who doesn't know, everyone hasn't seen this movie, it's can't do shit. So, uh, which is a, a disease I think I've been stricken with once or twice myself because I'm not a very good outdoorsman. On their, uh, trip of friendly discovery, they end up hitting an animal. Now, um, what I don't understand is, uh, somehow Lacey just knows it was her dog, Ginger. Oh, and by the way, 
lazy-headed dog Ginger, I guess, that we never heard about, and this is the first time yeah. we're hearing. She uh, she actually demands the Super Friends gang actually stop and check it out. Guess it was Ginger? I don't know. It's just a giant, giant mangled mess of roadkill, uh, and this is the first time we get a look at the parasite, which is actually really cool. The tire that goes flat after they hit this thing, um, they're changing that. There's black spikes all over it, and the prick pricks his finger. Dennis, I'm sorry. I mean, Dennis pricks his finger. And uh, we see that the radiator has also actually been punctured, and it's just leaking, cooling out everywhere. But Ginger, I actually, this was really cool. It was gory. It was just a mangled mess of viscera. <laughs> it was actually really cool. Yeah, it pretty, um, pretty much just looked like a, looked like a, piece of fur and a lot of blood <laughs> it was pretty much all that was left <laughs> exactly but what i actually really liked about it was it, it caused like a massive breakdown for lacy at this point uh she oh, ends yeah. up holding a gun to seth and demands that mr biology fix her and make ginger all better um they have a bunch of back and forth banter over you know this we can't be done that she's dead blah 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 then there's the infamous slow reach out that, you know, Seth is leaning closer and closer and closer. And then Ginger snaps her spiked tail at him. And uh, Seth and Lacey jumps up. At this point, Lacey actually forgets that, you know, she's a loving fur mama and, like, empties a clip into this dog. It's She just shoots the fuck out of this thing. It was pretty cool. I, I actually liked it. So uh, at this point in time, you know, because now you have a weird creature who's uh, uh, jumping out at you um, from the road, supposedly dead. Uh, oh, God, I, I, f I forgot her name already. Lacey goes running back, trying to, uh, because now she's fired the gun a few times. And, of course, now um, uh, Dennis is trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, she's screaming, you know, Ginger, you know, Ginger's alive, Ginger's attacked, whichever. And all Dennis can say is, when was the last time you took a hit? You know, he goes, Lacey's clearly an addict of some kind. Um, and I he's thought he trying meant like he was going to backhand her. No, different hit. Different hit, I think. <laughs> uh, I th I mean, although it wouldn't be a far stretch that uh, Dennis would do that, but um, at least the character, not, not the actor, uh, would do that. Um, but uh, clearly she has some kind of a, some kind of a, an addiction to something, uh, which I don't really think they really touched on as to what it was. I mean, you saw something a little later, but I'm still not even 100% sure what it was she was holding. Um, so uh, they're in the car. They're driving like a bat out of hell to get away from whatever it was that just happened. Um, Dennis the entire time kind of saying, you're a little crazy, you know, uh, that, you know, the dog is dead, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't the, that wasn't what what you thought it was. Of course, now we're, lo uh, we're leaking coolant. So what happens when you leak coolant? car starts overheating uh it happens to be overheating just as they're getting right up to the gas station and this is the gas station where we first met the nameless gas station attendant and he really was nameless i went to show find out who he was and i couldn't find a credit for him at all did, no, he had did a you, name did you find his name i, I didn't find yep. it his name was, was blake it? that was blake that's blake it didn't spell it didn't say gas station guy or anything it just huh because yeah, his name's blake Okay. Well, they at least could have said gas station <laughs> attendant. I mean, how are we supposed to know his name was Blake? Well, there was only um, like six people in this whole movie. Well, I mean, if you include Ginger, that's seven, right? Uh, well, actually, hold on. Hold on. We've got Dennis, Polly, Seth, Lacey, the cop, the gas station attendant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's only six. And then, yeah, if you want to include Ginger, that makes seven. Wow. Small cast. I bet you Ginger uh, got, uh, got paid more than all of them. And uh, all Ginger was was a uh, blood stain on the road. Um, <laughs> rug 
So, <laughs> pretty much. So now we're at the infamous gas station uh, where we saw early in the morning. Um, of course, they need to find out what the hell's going on with the vehicle. Uh, we have uh, Lacey, excuse me, not Lacey, uh, uh, Dennis and uh, Polly uh, are going to go into the into the gas station to go and uh, get supplies, as it were. Uh, at the same time, they're leaving Seth there to uh, <laughs> what? I think a guy jumping out from behind. Supplies. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so tired. That yeah, that would have been funny if he did. And Seth pumping gas, which apparently he does know how to do. Lacey saying she has to go to the bathroom, and Dennis pretty much is saying you're just going to go take a hit. And she's screaming, "I'm not going to take a hit. I just got to pee. I just got to pee." And then she grabs something out of her out of her purse. Still not even 100 percent sure as of what it was. It looked like a tube. Tampon. Uh, it, it was it a tampon, maybe? I couldn't tell if it was a tampon or if it was a pipe or something. Like, I couldn't really tell what it was. I was just joking. I have no idea. Oh, because it, it did look like a tampon, too. That, that's that's why. Lacey gets up to the to the bathroom, okay? And the bathroom, of course, in any gas station, usually uh, the outside bathrooms are locked. So she's struggling with the door, trying to get the door open. Uh, finally, she's able to bust that door open. And what do we see on the inside of that door? Do you want to, you want to tell everybody bathroom. what we see? A dirty a side, bathroom. Aside from a dirty bathroom that has a really big mess on the floor. A pervert uh, looking under the stalls. Yeah, I didn't see any stalls. I didn't see any stalls in this one. As as a matter of fact, all we're seeing when she opens the door is apparently Blake laying on the floor begging for her to kill him. Uh, he's now half black with spikes coming out of him. Um, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, African-American. Okay, I'm sorry, African parasite, because that's what this thing is. It's a parasite. <laughs> no, it's 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 a black ooze. You know, that's all spiky, which is what I mean by half black, because now he's part of this parasite. So he's all spiky and everything, and he's looking at her saying, kill me. And, of course, she does what any other person would do, runs like a bat out of hell. So she's going to go uh, uh, run the hell out of there, screaming that there's, there's something, there's something, there's something. Gets Dennis's attention, Seth's attention. While she's trying to explain to Dennis that, hey, there's something there, and he's telling her, no, you're crazy, Blake comes up from behind her and gets her. These are the, these are the parts that, I don't know, you can, you can grab it from here because I, I have, a, I have a, a problem with this, and, and I want to hold it for my review. So, um, shoot. Well, actually, in my notes, that's, that's pretty much where I said, well, pleading her case um, to Dennis, Spiky McSpikerson attacks from the shadows. <laughs> Uh, killing and infecting Lacey before turning into a pile of viscera on the hood of the truck. Uh, yeah, that's kind of One, two, skip a few, and now we're trapped in a gas station with some sort of spiked creature out there wreaking havoc. That's that's yep. pretty much where my notes end. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you want to, let's just jump right. We've got the basis of the plot now. Really, yeah. the, the rest of it is just them in the gas station, uh, various things that, that happen uh, later on. Uh, remember, Dennis was pricked, so he's infected, but he's in the gas station with them. So th- there's some some things happening. Nothing at this point. It's just formulaic how it ends. But uh, if you want to go ahead and go into your review. Yeah, I'm I, I didn't I didn't write down my review. I know you did a very nice job writing down your thing, but I, I knew I was going to uh, go off the cuff on this one because I, I would like the world to know that, yes, I prepare Yes, he was very prepared. He was very prepared. While he was preparing, I was working. Um, uh, no, aside, aside from that, uh, so he was very prepared for this. But 
my my basic review of this is I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I thought that there were quite a few quite a few issues that, and I understand it's a low budget movie. I get that, but uh, you don't really get a good look at uh, the splinter creature. Um, Ooh, what? Sorry, I'll wait till my end. <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, so I really felt like you didn't really get a good look at the Splinter Creature. Um, everything that when when he was attacking or it was attacking, it happened so quick, and there's so cut so many cut scenes. Like the the editing was so quick that you really couldn't get a good a good shot as to what was going on, and the camera becomes very shaky when when that happens too. And I'm sure that's done intentionally. Um, but to me, it was kind of more of an annoyance. Uh, definitely not an artistic piece uh, by any means, to, in my opinion. Um, I want to see what's happening. You know, I, I kind of want to see a little bit more. Give me a little bit more of what this what this creature's doing, what this creature's uh, how it's how it's cutting people and stuff like that. A lot of times, where like when it, when Blake initially attacks uh, Lacey, it happens so quick that you didn't even know she was she was on the ground until she was on the ground. You know, and uh, that that was that was one of my main main gripes with it. Other kind of gripe with it, it doesn't. I'm trying to think of a really good way to explain this, it has its weaknesses. Um, which completely understandable. Every monster is going to have a weakness. I thought its weakness was kind of kind of bland. Um, and uh, since we're spoiling this anyway, its its weakness is cold, really. Um, well, cold and fire, apparently the two things it's 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 uh, weak to. So I kind of thought that the it was like a predator excuse. It was almost like, hey, if I cover myself in mud, uh, the predator can't see me. This was, hey, if I drop my body temperature, it can't see me. You know, I thought that was kind of a kind of a bland. Kind of a bland thing. Uh, the ending to this, uh, you know, it was kind of kind of basic. It, it was kind of basic. You know, I, I was I was okay with it. You know, I thought it ended fine. Uh, it ended, ended in the only way it really could. Um, but uh, uh, that was that's pretty much all I took away. I didn't the mute the score to it really didn't do much of anything for me. It was very very basic as well. I mean, yeah, uh, as you point as you will point out, and and I'll I'll point it out too. Uh, most of it takes place inside the convenience store. It's either in the convenience store itself or it's um, in the cooler of the convenience store or at the back door of the convenience store. So they didn't, didn't really need to go out a whole, you know, very, very far to do this. It was all a lot of one shots, a lot of quick shots and stuff like that. So, I mean, as far as that goes, I was okay. Um, you do get a, a lot of really good acting out of them for what it's worth. The uh, woman who plays Polly, Jill Wagner, um, I think she did a fantastic job and she's hot. Uh, so she also gets a uh, almost a half star uh, for for uh, uh, almost uh, topless because every time she bent over, you, they, they almost pretty much popped out. But that's that was my take on it, really. I mean, that's it was kind of very basic. It didn't didn't really enthrall me either way. It was enjoyable enough to to sit through, but I, I don't think I'd watch it again. Hmm. And I know you're biting your tongue and you're biting your lip. I could hear it, and I could almost <laughs> see it in my head because uh, I know that. You you like this a little bit more than I did, so yeah. See, what I liked about this movie was the limited set. That that was definitely a major plus for me. I like movies that take place in like one central area. They tend okay. to kind of force the actors to be actors. It's their portrayal that actually um, puts across the emotion, and that's what tends to suck you right into the movie and make you feel like you're a part of the action. So that, mm. I really enjoyed that part of it. They did this very well. 
Um, this, a seemingly low-budget film, did exactly what it needed to do. I hated characters, I loved characters, I felt fear at times. The only exception was Sheriff Terry. I thought she was completely incompetent, uh, downright annoying, and the scene where she gets split and loses about 75 pounds, that was cool. That was pretty fun. That, I, I will credit where credit's due. That was a favorite part part to me. I did I mm-hmm. did enjoy that. I thought that was a really good effect. Like we knew the creature was coming. I did not expect it to drop down like Spider Man and saw her in half. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And how did it saw her in half? By the way, did you catch that? Uh, as, the as only thing I could think of is it just drove spikes through her and then ripped up. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that because it was really like I was staring at it, going, "I don't know how it just ripped her in half. All I know is it ripped her in half, and I enjoyed watching it." But I didn't know how. I don't know how it did. Now I know I said that uh, you were talking about. We don't really see the creature. We don't get a full, steady view of the creature. We do get uh, very similar to what we get in John Carpenter's thing. There are some scenes, like uh, near the end, when mm-hmm. she's coming out of the out of the store and kind of walking across the the parking lot. We do see a, a pretty good view of the the creature at that point in time. But the creature really is just like in John Carpenter's the, the thing. It's a parasite. It's it's a virus. You you don't really see that. You only see what it does to the host. With that being said, it uh, the way it takes over the body and transforms it that is a visage of pure horror. I, I loved that, it. I thought it was great. That is accurate. I I, I will. And I was holding that for you to mention. Uh, mm-hmm. It is that was uh, probably one of my one of my favorites during this movie is when the people are getting the transformation and what it's doing to their body. That was really cool. I dug that. When it breaks body, when it breaks bones in the body to increase mobility, that's just sick. (laughs) Oh, that was, that was horrific. The, uh, it it started always starting with the fingers, like always starting with the fingers. Like you get one finger that just cracks itself backwards and then the hand is turning it like a way it's not supposed to go and the arm is turning like the opposite direction and it all these cracking sounds that were just yes. that was cool those those effects like the practical effects like that were really cool to watch and in the way it's just it's happening and the person has no control over it and the fear that they have yep. you felt that you felt that fear with them it's just the, the black blood the animated body parts the spikes all those things just kind of play in the darkest areas of your mind and make you fear the worst. I, I thought it was done very, very well. The characters themselves, they're a testament to human nature also. Lacey, I thought she was absolutely adorable, even though she looked like a strung-out crack addict. Uh, and she may have been a crack addict. We're just not sure. We, we, we don't know. It could have been a tampon. could have been a crack pipe. We don't know. Um <laughs> She was just filled with pure fear at the end. I mean, she was acting on instinct rather than thought, and you saw that. You really felt that way. Uh, Dennis, he was an alpha who you didn't really want to... He didn't want to be an alpha, uh, but he felt animosity towards everyone for being so weak that he had to be the alpha, and that really affected the way that he dealt with people. Uh, Seth was a complete waste of... uh, complete waste the only exception was that they gave him um biological uh knowledge and that coincidentally helped everybody learn about what this creature was 
Yeah. Uh, Polly, she's the essence of girl power. Um, she's sort of the female alpha, but a little too much because it causes a conflict between her and Dennis, which forces Seth to have to step up. And this pushes Seth out of character, though, so you can't help but kind of the scenes where he steps up and tries to be the tough guy just kind of roll your eyes. But um, I, I got to say, all in all, I enjoyed the film uh, when I saw it about 10 years ago. I still enjoy it now. Um, I think it came in under the radar. It's got great gore without being in your face. It conveys a feeling of dread and claustrophobia, fear. Despite the store being well lit, it was fantastic because the it's if you've ever gone into 7-Eleven at 3 o'clock in, in the morning, it's still friggin' bright. It's like daylight in there. Now you've got this black-blooded, spiked creature that's attacking people in this light. It's great. I thought it was it was fantastic. So were, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Finish up. No, I was gonna say. I mean, other than that, there was a fun little bit of trivia. I don't know if anybody, if you've seen this movie or you're gonna watch the movie, pay attention when he pulls the the key off his neck and gives it to uh, Seth and tells him to to go to the safety deposit box at this bank. The address is actually for Wrigley Field. That was interesting. I did I did read that today too. That was kind of neat. Um, what I what I was actually going to mention um, uh, was some of the other practical effects. Uh, for example, La- was it Lacey? I think Lacey loses three fingers trying to trying to uh, get herself into the uh, into the gas station into the convenience store, and those fingers kind of start running after them like like uh adam's family thing and yes. it's just this parasite like it doesn't matter if this if this piece of body like comes off of you that piece of body is still trying to get you yes that was kind of, that was kind of cool like somebody loses half an arm and i think it was uh it may may have been lazy i think that that it was Dan- no no not not that part of it uh the other no. the other half arm um that was that was crawling after Seth in the convenience store. Uh, that was it. Was just like a. It may have been Lacey, or may have been, may have been another uh, the other guy from from out there. I forget which, but it was running after them inside the store, and it was just like a half of an arm. It was it wasn't even like any anything that would really be able to crawl, um, but it was split in such a way that it could wobble, and it wobbled <laughs> wobbled after them. And I thought that was kind of cool. It was like even even though it's dead, it's still coming at you. That was kind of neat. Yeah. So, what would you what would you rate it? Uh, for everything as to what it was, and knowing that it is, uh, it is a B movie. You know, uh, granted, it was an independent movie. Uh, it did well for its time, uh, for what it was. It definitely did come in under the radar. You're absolutely right. I, I thought when when you said we were doing this movie uh, and it was the Patreon pick, I really thought I'd seen this movie before, but it turns out I didn't. Um, but I did recognize the the cover art when I when I looked it up online. So. Obviously, I saw something at one point in time, but um, the story being what it is, I mean, I still find the story to be kind of, you know, kind of bland for what it is. Um, it, it does bring you to point A to point B to point C. There's, it has a good running time to it that it doesn't feel like it drags at any point in time. The acting was fine. Um, there was a little bit of overacting uh, at a few points, but you get what you get. But uh, the the effects were good. The ending was, you know, as I said, it was it was kind of a kind of a bland ending, but it was kind of fun to watch anyway. Um, so I give it I give it that much. But all in all, I'm gonna I'll, I'll give it a solid three stars uh, out of five. It's worth checking out. 
Uh, if uh, if you're uh, in for in for a B movie and just want to want to sit back and watch something that may or may not scare you too much, I don't know. It sounded like you uh, you didn't like the movie when we started this review, and now you gave it a pretty damn good rating. Well, I had already planned on on giving it a kind of a kind of a middle anyway, because there was there was stuff that I did like. Um, mm. There was, but there was more stuff I didn't, you know. But there was stuff I, I appreciated. I appreciate. Uh, uh, practical effects. If you want to give okay. me more practical effects over CGI and and it looks good, hell, you got me on on board every single time. Um, oh, and yeah. they they did a very good job at that. Yeah, there was there was definitely CGI effects in this too. I mean, that's that's how you make the the splinter creature in general. But the monster itself, like the uh, it, it was it was just cool. I mean that that kind of stuff is cool, and I, I will I'll watch that every single time. Okay, I'm uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I thought well. Same boat in that I liked it, <laughs> but I love yeah. the effects. I thought it was pure uh, horror when you can't see the creature and it's still so well lit. Um, everything about it I really enjoyed. As I said in my review, I loved it 10 years ago. I still love it today. I give it a 3.5. Okay. That's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, we did, um, looking back at the notes, though, there is one thing we did not talk about and I think we need to talk about. Good. Uh, the removal of Dennis's arm. Oh God! All right, that's the only thing that I think kept it from being a four for me. Uh, seriously, they're gonna cut this dude's arm off with a box cutter? With a box cutter? <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. They don't cut his arm off with a box cutter. They cut mm. all the flesh around his bone with the box cutter and then snap it off with a fucking cinder block. With a cinder block to a guy who is—I mean, he's basically—I mean, he's awake. You know, and, and oh, the sole purpose—he's in and out of consciousness. <laughs> oh yeah, from the—I mean, obviously, if you if you looked at this in, in in real content, first of all, he would have bled out. But that aside, that kind of pain—oh my god, you would absolutely pass out. You would absolutely no. pass out. I mean, I, he would—he would not could, have bled out. They tied a plastic bag out? around his arm. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that was going to help him. That was definitely going to save him. You're right. Uh, my my bad. <laughs> my bad. That plastic bag that was holding everything together. <laughs> But no, I mean the the uh, his. I'm sorry. Just just the whole the whole scene was just comical in it, in and of itself. Um, I give it. I that, that's one of the things I give it credit for. It was it was a practical effect. I will I will stand behind it. It was a practical effect. I mean, the, and the sole purpose of why they're cutting off his arm is from what we said earlier because he got one of the splinters in his finger, and other people seem it seemed to take over them really really quickly for some reason. It took a long time to take Dennis over. And I think it's just because he had the one splinter in his finger versus like Lacey got like a blast and the cop got ripped in half, but also got a blast, you know? Um, so I think that's why it, it took him a while, but they figured out if they cut off his arm, you know, kind of like uh, uh, walking dead, cut off the, cut off the flesh before it ruins everything else. So uh, they did that to him. But there's, there's one thing that somebody somebody on, on online pointed out too, and I noticed that uh, you can clearly see Dennis's arm like behind the prosthetic fake arm. Like you yeah. can clearly see it. And that was, uh, uh, granted, practical effects is 2008 or whichever, but I don't know how much money they had for this movie. Um, I, I didn't even bother to look it up, but maybe you could have thrown in some money to, to try to clean that up a little bit. You know, just just, well, I think just it made, a little bit. It made something like seven million dollars when it was in the theater, and that was considered a success. So it, I don't think it had very much money. So we're probably looking into like the hundreds of thousands of dollars range to, to probably film this. 
you think maybe maybe one or two million but yeah what it was i'm sure it was low fair enough fair enough um okay that's that's all i had for it that was it <laughs> all right guys so as we mentioned stay tuned if you want to head on over to patreon chris and i are going to have a wonderful trivia game where i put together 10 questions about the film and slacker over there put together five um but we'll, we're going to ask each other some questions and see how well we fare don't forget Listen to us on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can listen to podcasts. We're pretty much there. Rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Even if you can't contribute on Patreon, that's a free thing you can do for us, and it helps get us uh, into other people's ears. I love to to penetrate people in their ear holes. So uh, whatever you can do to help us with that is is great. <laughs> we also... J- <laughs> penetrate we also just launched a youtube channel we've got a few videos up on there uh go ahead and check that out also please please subscribe get your friends to subscribe once we reach 100 subscribers we can actually make a custom uh address right now if you search our name it will pull it up but i'd feel much better telling you guys go to youtube.com slash podcast or something and uh be able to get you to us a, a lot faster and easier uh i think that's that's pretty much everything. Oh, again, check us out on Patreon and check out all those new levels and tiers. We've got bracelets and uh, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, and before I forget, this should possibly be launching before the event. So if you're in the Orlando, Central Florida area, come on out and check out the uh, live event that we're going to be do. We're going to be hosting over at GameStop on 535 Vineland Road in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, we'll be there from 12 to 3. We're going to be talking about horror video games and how horror video games have influenced horror television and movies. And we're going to have a couple of a couple of special guests that um, you're going to have to come down to see uh, to find out who they are or just wait for the recording afterwards. But we'd love to see you in person. So come on down and check us out. Did you mention the day? The what? The date. The date. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> so join <laughs> us all on June 29th. There you go. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) I was like, you can come down whenever between those times, and you'll be there every single day between those times. I am tired. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to go play this trivia game. Uh, Then I'm going to bed. So head on over. Love to head to... (laughs) Head on over. We'd love to hear you.